This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station. This is Gene Hilton from Spirit of Prophecy Ministries, inviting you to join me each week on Saturday at 12 noon to our program, Raising the Standard. I will be raising the standard of biblical interpretation regarding Rosh Hashanah and the Messianic Kingdom to come with a Jewish Messianic perspective. Tune in and allow the spirit of prophecy to touch and change your life. David Wilbur and InsurePro Insurance Agency, a corporate underwriter of WCNO, have the knowledge and ability to provide the right home, auto, and boat insurance for you and your family. Located in the Albertson Shopping Center in St. Lucie West, David Wilbur and InsurePro Insurance Agency. InsurePro's website is insurepro.com. Their phone number is 871-6272. That's 871-6272. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Last week we talked about the God of the makeover, how He can get in our lives and when we go through those situations through wilderness experiences and the storms of life and, and how when we allow God to do the work in us while we're going through that stuff, He makes us over into really what He's called us to be. And He uses the negative things of our life to impact us positively. And that, that moves us into a place of our destiny with Him. How many you think that's good news? That means that everything that comes in your life, God's going to use it for your good. Isn't that what the book of Romans says in chapter 8? It talks about how all those things work together for our good, and those good things bring glory to God. That's good news for us this morning. But this morning, I want to talk to you about the takeover. We've done the do-over, the makeover, now today's the takeover, because God wants you to take some territory, amen? He didn't just make you over and give you do-overs and give you makeovers so you could sit around and go, God, I look pretty today. I smell like Jesus. I sound like Jesus. People just love me. No, 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 no. God wants you to go ahead and take territory in your life and advance the kingdom of God in your sphere, in your area, so that you literally begin to impact and change the environment that's around you. That's what God has called each one of us to do. And it's about having a mentality of faith to be able to do that. Amen? So I want to talk to you about the takeover. Somebody say takeover. Praise the Lord. So the question is, is what kind of people does it take to form a church that will storm the gates of hell? What kind of people does it take? Is it the people that are just bound up, that are just tied down, that they got across the threshold of salvation and say, oh, thank God I'm saved, I might make it in, but that's all I'm going to do? Or is it the kind of people that say, I'm not going to let the world toss me around, but I'm going to get in the middle of the world and toss the world around. And when I get done with them, I'm leaving some carnage behind. The devil ain't going to know what hit him. People are going to come to know who Jesus Christ is. Come on, somebody, isn't that right? What is it going to take for us to get to the position where we're not intimidated by the enemy of our soul and we're able to share Jesus with the people that are in our world, that are in our lives, and, and not back down from people saying, oh, I, 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 don't want to, I, I can't witness to them. They might think I'm strange. Or they might think I'm weird. I can't talk about Jesus around them. I'm just going to pray for them. 
Well, how many know God's called you to do a little bit more than just pray? The prayer really ain't for them, it's for you. The prayer is to get your faith built up so you know what to say to them, so that you can approach them, so that you can actually rope people in and bring them into the kingdom and give them the message of the good news. And listen, this thing ain't about avoiding hell. That's just the benefit of it. This thing is about having a relationship with Jesus Christ who gives abundant life now. Amen? And if you're called, somebody say, I'm called. If you're called, God has called you to have an abundant life now. I don't want to go up in the rapture right now. I'm looking forward to Jesus coming back. I've heard people say, oh, I'll be so glad when Jesus comes back. It'll be a great day. I must believe it. If He'll just come. Well, that ain't me. Come on, somebody. I'm happy to be alive today. I'm happy to be in the call and in the design and the purpose of my life. I don't want to go nowhere. I want to do what God's called me to do because I want to fulfill the purpose of my life because in that is the abundant life that He's called me to. Abundance right here, right now. I'm enjoying what God... I'm having the time of my life. It's time to live the dream today. You don't have to back away. Oh, I can't wait. I check out. No, 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 no. You got it backwards. It's the devil that can't wait till you check out. My God, amen. Acts chapter 4. Acts 4 1. It says, Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. How I many that was a good day? 5,000 people got saved. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were with them were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power, by what name have you done this? And then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said to them, Rulers and the people of elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means has he been made well? Let it be known to you all and to the, all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, somebody say uneducated, and untrained, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Come on, let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Lord, that it reaches down deep inside of us, brings revelation to our lives, causes us, Lord, to be impacted and marked by the Holy Ghost this morning. Father, I thank you, God, when we leave this place, we're not the same as we were when we got here. Lord, I thank you, God, that people are able to focus and pay attention to the word that you have for them this morning. Lord, I thank you that nobody's distracted, God, by what's going on around them. But, God, they tune in, God, to what you have for them. And it impacts our lives like never before. Lord, I thank you, God, for this word. Let it be unto us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, Peter and John, man, they were on their way to the temple. On the way there, there was this guy sitting on the side of the road, and he couldn't walk. And Peter just said the famous words, we've heard them, silver and gold have I none, but what I got, I'm going to give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And how many know he stood up and walked? Come on, amen? 
Come on, somebody praise the Lord this morning. Touch somebody and say, put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. You ever been that way? Been, if you played, see, that was one of the things I had to say a lot when I played sports because I really wasn't all that good. I used to say, put me in, coach. And he said, no, no, we're, we're losing right now. Put me in, coach. Every inning in baseball, put me in, coach. No, 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 just sit there. But dad, because, you know, dad was my coach. You know, I had a rough. We had to be up five points before I was allowed to play. Come on, somebody say, put me in, coach. We've talked about this before, but how many of you know this morning that an amateur is somebody that does what they do for the love of the game? They don't do it to get paid, amen? They don't do it. They're not, they're not professionals. They do it for the love of the game. Say the love of the game. There's a lot of people out. It doesn't mean they're not good. It doesn't mean they suck at what they're doing. It doesn't mean that, uh, that you know, they come in and they can't score good and they don't do good. They don't play good. But an amateur is somebody that is really good at what they do. They're just doing it because they love doing it. They're not doing it to get paid. They're people that want to engage the culture with truth. Amen? How many know that God delights in people like that? They're not doing it for the check. The kingdom of God is really just made up of people that move from, from being spectators to moving into an arena of being a participator. From being somebody that, that sits in the stands cheering us on to being somebody that gets on the field and say, let me run with the ball. Let me score a touchdown. Let me hit a home run. Amen? It's a place in our life where we move from the stadium to the field. And that's what God is looking for in us. He's looking for people that want to play the game. He's looking for people that, that are not interested in the check. They're not interested in getting, getting paid in a reward system for what they're doing. Even though, how many of you know rewards come with it? Amen? But it's not about that. They're doing it for the love of it. When you look at the book of Acts, you can see that none of the real breakthroughs in Christian church came through the so-called professionals. Come on, amen? There wasn't a whole lot about what the high priest did and other than just getting away of what Jesus was trying to do. Ain't that right? Matter of fact, the professionals and the high priest and the Sadducees, even the Sanhedrin who were the court, uh, the, the legal minds, the experts of what was going on in the nation of Israel, all they really did was just get in the way of what God was trying to do because God sent a message and He sent a messenger. And they did everything they could to do to stop the kingdom of God moving and advancing. The book of Acts is really not about the acts of the apostles. It's really about the work of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. It's about God doing something in people that are just willing. Come on, amen? You can really say it's just the acts of the Holy Ghost with people that have a desire to be in the game. It's the people that didn't have the pedigree, the people that didn't have all the, the ecclesiastical training. They didn't, they didn't spend 20 years in college, but they did have something. How many know that this pattern of, of God using people like this is throughout the entire Bible? From Genesis to Revelation, God is always using people that are passionately seeking after Him. He's always using people that are hungry for more of His move, that are hungry for a manifestation of His power in the earth today. If you ask me this morning, the church in America just kind of wants to show what they got. They're just, they're just more excited about what they have to offer. I'm God's anointed. Well, you don't approach the pastor. You need to make an appointment three months in advance. Hmm? Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about this morning. 
the man of God, strutting around like a peacock. Look at my feathers. Hmm? Big and beautiful. Look what God's doing in me. Hmm. Come on, how many know that's not what God is looking for? He's not looking for people to, to get filled with the Holy Ghost so they can strut around and go, look, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. That's not what he's looking for. God is not looking for peacocks, and he's not looking for professionals. He's looking for people that will allow him to move in their life, that won't hold back from the move of the Holy Ghost in this life, and they will cause the whole world to take a step back and be in shock because they don't understand how something that awesome can come from somebody like that. That's what God's looking for, amen? He's looking for people that will allow God to step up in their life and be number one in their life above anything else. They'll lay down their life for the cause. That's what David said when he got up there with his brothers and they were mocking him. He looked at them, he said, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason? Who does this uncircumcised Philistine think he is? Is there not a cause? Then he asked about the rewards. Well, what am I going to get? Hmm? The cause was is because the guy was mocking the nation of Israel, the children of Israel. How many of you there's a mocker today? Satan is mocking the children of God today in this world, and he's carrying them off to hell as fast as he can. We talked about this a little bit. Listen, this is about positioning ourselves with what God's doing rather than what we think God is doing. Everything ain't what you think it is on TBN. I love TBN, but it ain't all, the, it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. I watch TBN. Come on. There's some stuff on there. You need to turn it off. You need to turn the channel. Come on. We talked about this a little bit last week. What about Noah who built the ark and versus the people that built the, built the Titanic? Remember that? One was built by man who faithfully pursued God, who went after God. He was hungry for God. He didn't have no training. He didn't have a college degree. The Titanic, on the other hand, was built by highly trained engineers with PhDs, professionals. They were scientists that weighed in on what they were going to do and how this ship was going to sail and how they were going to avoid anything. One had a set of blueprints that had to be sealed and stamped and there were specs and guidelines that had to be approved and reviewed for this thing to get off the ground. The other one was, well, let's just see if I can knock this piece of wood here and put this here. Yeah, that looks good. Come on, are you here? One was built in a shipyard and one was built in the backyard. One was built by a man who had no clue what was coming, but he built his boat to make it through what the unknown, to make it through whatever was coming his way. The other one was built by a bunch of people that they 